0: In the box, Friday night, Friday night. Oh man, it. oh we made it again, man. Man, man I, I don't know what happened, man. Like this
1: week, man, like it was a long week. This you week, know, man. you know what happened this week.
0: <laughs> you ain't even got on the show, good, bro. You ain't mm-hmm. we we yeah. didn't get the open credit
1: yet, bro, bro. You, bro. You know what happened this week. Dude, can all, we open the show? All, all, this, all, all vodka and Jack Daniels stock went up 200% after- <laughs> Dude,
0: what's, what's wrong, man? What's wrong, but I But w- I will
1: say this. I will publicly acknowledge this. I have given you the business since we started about your squads. if georgia if Georgia pulls off what Georgia is about to pull off tonight or about the, what they're pulling in the process of pulling off, I make a vow that I will cut my jokes by eighty percent so so so. So, so George no, pull no, no, out? No, 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 no. no. We got to get that. We got to get that African dude a name.
0: What?
1: We, we, kept... <laughs> we gonna call him B-boy. B boy? No, he look, he looks like, he looks like, like a like Her- he looks like a Herbert to me. <laughs> Herbert, what? The...
0: Uh, <laughs> what does a Herbert dude What? <laughs> <laughs> out of all the names, man, that you come up with, if Herbert was your best, your, that, your best man. That last, was the first thought. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we needed Shamir better than we thought we did.
1: bring some stability up around in here. I mean, oh, man, listen. <laughs> um, uh, how hell?
0: <laughs> we got a great show for you, man. We're going to be right back. Fundamentals the and build and building blocks yeah. Turn to advice when I'm in that spot yeah. When I got questions And that's a lot Perfect time to hear from Rico
2: in the box yeah.
0: All right, man. Be back, man, for another Friday. We got a great man show
1: planned out. Uh, if you had not had an opportunity, man, go ahead and talk about it, D-Ray. Demi Day, a Heart Turned Gray mixtape released last week, and we, we're making some positive numbers, and people are really receptive to it. Check it out on all digital platforms. And the music video for said mixtape called uh, if, uh, Did You Not Know? Is on her YouTube channel, so follow her at Demi Day Official on, on all social media platforms, and appreciate the love.
0: And then if you had not had opportunity, man, go check out Crooked Ten,
1: Von Frazier, man, Javon, man, dope
0: album, man, check it out. Uh, if you had not had opportunity, man, to listen to it as well. and All, uh, all kinds of dopeness on that project. Man, yo, super, super dope, man. And, and then let's not forget about our boy, Big Phil. Big Phil. Yo, Go check out Quarantine Dreams. He was on last week, man. My dude, um, you know, go support him, man, if you can. Um, and he, you know, he, dude is always doing some doing. Dude is always doing some great stuff, man. So, okay. um, without further ado, man, uh, we're gonna go ahead and bring up Shamir. What's up, Shamir? What's going on, sis? Hello What's happening? There. Hello. Hi. Hi, guys. Oh man. Hi.
1: Glad to have you. It's all you know, that for me. <laughs> all that's for you. All you that's for you. You need to give somebody some warning, man. Because if you don't, if you ain't on your game, <laughs> Herbert will scare you.
0: Shamir, <laughs> what do, do you
2: do? He keeps talking about enough. <laughs>
0: a okay. Herbert, you agree with that, Samir Think, Her- it, think about it, think
1: about it. What <laughs> 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 you cannot yeah, pronounce, it, yeah. you cannot pronounce my name, but my translation. Maybe trans-
2: that's the probably,
1: translation, yes, Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, okay. it, it, trouble. It, it's Swahili for Herbert.
3: Y'all
1: like gonna give me a trouble with the African community. I'll get, I'll get I don't got that. I love. I love my people. I love my squad. But <laughs> I love. I love Herbert. I miss Herbert. Her- 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 her. Okay. So, uh,
0: Shamir. Shamir, yeah. Shamir. Shamir. Shamir.
3: Yes.
0: We're so glad to have you, Shamir. Now. You 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 got some actress. You got a wardrobe man going on behind you. Oh, you, you know, and and we gonna yes. jump right in. Like we gonna jump right in. You on Greenleaf, man, season two and three. Greenleaf is dope. I
2: want. Do you watch Greenleaf,
0: man? Come on, you man. man.
2: Man, come on, man. So which church did you go to? Did you go to Triumph or did you go to uh, Calvary?
0: Uh, uh, triumph.
2: <laughs> what church were you a member of?
0: Triumph.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I I did a little feat. That's that's where I had my feature actually. So the the song that I was featured on on the soundtrack is called called Free, and it was actually a remake of a Kiara Sheared song. Okay. And okay. um, I got to also not only did I feature on the soundtrack and, and sing the song, but um, I also had a feature when they played it during the um, show during one of the right. episodes. Right. And I came out on stage at Triumph Church, um, and sang during a portion uh, of the episode. So I got a little, you know, some on camera action as well
0: so how did so how did so how did that come about how did how did you how did you walk into that because y'all because you in it because you in Atlanta man you got all the opportunities in Atlanta but it's true how did it happen for you it's
2: definitely true um there is a lot of great things happening in Atlanta especially now you know with film television and film it's like the new Hollywood or black hollywood so um a good friend of mine uh her name is Casey Groven Wallace her and I um, go, we have a long history together um, in the entertainment industry as colleagues and as well as friends. Um, we did the, the last um, show that we did together was a production of um, Dream Girls at the Atlanta Lyric Theater. And um, right after, and this this was, some seasons ago because you know Greenleaf has gone into its fifth season and, and actually completed, but they had the finale. I think it was the fifth season. Um so some this was maybe two, two, two years ago, I would say. Um, and after we finished that production um uh, with um Dream Girls here in Atlanta, she called me um maybe a month after that. And her good friend, Matthew Head, was actually the music um, production lead for the show. So it was one of those situations that was just um, a, a referral from a friend who needed, you know, some dope singers. And she rounded up a whole group of us. And I was on that call list, you know, of, you know, one of those people that, you know, she felt she could call. And, you know, count on to come through. So it wasn't even something that I had to audition for. It was one of those things where relationships are key in this industry. And I can say that I have been so blessed throughout my career to um, walk into some doors just based off of relationships. Now, there's work that goes into building those relationships. You know, relationships and good relationships um, don't just pop up, you know, drop out of the sky. You have to cultivate those. But I can definitely say that a lot of my, um, you know, opportunities and, and success has come from the right relationships, knowing the right people.
0: So, so I want to talk about the you, you use a big word and it's a very key word I think the independent artists need to understand and and people that want to have relationships with industry people
3: mm-hmm. you
0: you you mentioned cultivate oh yeah how, how what is the proper cultivation of a relationship with someone that's say someone that's famous they already own Uh huh you' you're trying to get on or you're yeah. trying to establish because the hardest thing that happens is a lot of artists they They want the relationship so fast, right? You know, sometimes you can be go too aggressive, but sometimes you can be too lackadaisical. How do you properly cultivate relationships, like with the famous person, from your perspective? I know you got an advantage because you, you you know, you're you're female, and you know, Uh, and 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 and, and, you know, looks has a lot to do. But I'm just saying, how do you? How how do you properly cultivate?
2: That, no you know what that's an even that's an even trickier situation because i'm right. a female because right. you know some folks would prefer you to cultivate the relationship in some way that you may not prefer to right. <laughs> you understand right. what i'm saying right. as a right. female so right. there's a lot to be said about the right way to cultivate a relationship so i, I want to take it from the uh, the point of view of a female in a male dominated industry Um, And I think the first and most important thing that you have to come into the industry with before you start meeting people and knowing that there's all of these celebrities and all of this opportunity, you have to set a standard for yourself. You have to come into the industry and set a standard for yourself. You have to set some of your own boundaries. You have to set boundaries for yourself because. You know, the limelight, the glitz and the glam, you know, will have you chasing things that may put you in compromising positions. So you have to come in with a standard. You have to know and understand what it means to build relationships and the proper way to build them. And and, and that is, you know, first being good and not only good, but great at what you do, because your work ethic speaks a lot for you. Your, Your talent speaks a lot for you those things are what keep you on people's minds when they can't even see you those things keep you on people's minds when they don't even necessarily remember your name they just remember that one girl who had on the burgundy dress shirt thing with the gold stuff in the front and the thing in her ear who was she you know what i'm saying so talent cultivates relationships um knowing how to 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 represent yourself um you know you don't want to you don't want to wear your thirst as thirsty as you might be you know as thirsty and as hungry as you come into as you are when you come into this industry because it's your passion you know because it's what you love to do you right. want to have respect for yourself you know what i mean you want to uh, uh set set your worth and, and make people aware to a certain extent that, you know, you have something to show, but you also have no, you know that you have something to prove as well. So you have to come in humble, right? Humility
1: right. is right. a part
2: of cultivating relationships. Uh, respect for yourself and respect for whomever the other person is. Um, conversations, asking questions, coming in as a sponge, wanting to learn, being uh, willing to take or assist in roles that may not be primary roles or dominant roles but moving through a room can get you you know wait to where you want to be knowing how to move gracefully through a room. and when I say through a room I mean like from the front door, you know what I'm saying until you get into the kitchen when you get in the kitchen then you know hey it's all out it's all open the, the table is spread for you but you got to start at that front door. And cultivating relationships, knowing how to talk to people, knowing how to address people, um, remembering, being conscious of who's in the room, who you're talking to, those kinds of things. And um, just maintaining that standard and maintaining your level of, of, of dignity, work ethic, all of that, all of that helps to build those relationships
0: now I, I got another another i got a, i have another caveat that i want you to kind of elaborate on when okay. you're when you're building that relationship and you're mm-hmm. building that relationship you're a person you don't have no money okay Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: you don't have
0: no money
2: yeah
3: and
0: you're building a relationship with a person that has about 10 15 million 20 million dollars right okay. and okay. they they take they they you're okay with them they're just really trying to get to know you Tell tell us, uh-huh. four, give us three or four things that you don't want to do that will kill that relationship with that person that has money uh-huh. and understanding that you don't have any money, but you want to build a relationship. What are some things that you do not do in that relationship?
2: Um. So for me, I never make money the end all be all when I'm making my choices of who I want to work with or who I care to be in the presence of and in the room with, you know what I'm saying? Like for me, you know, my integrity, my dignity is something that I'll never compromise. I don't care how much money someone has because I got to live with the choices that I make at the end of the day. So that will be one of the things um, we're talking about someone with a lot of money and you know me not having you know a certain amount of money because the thing about it like it, there's so many there's so many um facets to the entertainment industry there's acting right. there's singing there's dancing there's modeling and there's different codes of ethic for each one of those areas okay. so when you talk about money because here's the thing if somebody's got a lot of money without the proper talent to invest that money in Mm -hmm. then what do they have you know what i mean because if we're talking let's say we're talking from a standpoint of investment let's say you're an artist and you got the talent but Mm -hmm. this person has the funding or the money or they're the record company or they are you know the person that can help to facilitate whatever your dreams are Mm -hmm. so you want to be able to make the right choice and make sure that you and that person Get on the same page, you know what I'm saying? So, you want to make sure that your goal and what you intend your outcome to be lines up with whatever this person with all of this said money is. So, you want to make sure that you're like minded, you know what I mean? You don't want to once again compromise what you really, really want just because you see a person with dollar signs. Mm -hmm. Um, but those would be two things that I would say when it comes to um meeting somebody with money, but I mean, all of that comes (laughs) along the way, like. We talking about, if we talking about starving artists, it's some dope producers and some dope other art that you can connect with that, you know, both of y'all start from the bottom up.
3: Yeah, yeah. So
2: that's what yeah. I would say, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of creative people right around you. So you don't always have to go find the dopest producer that's out right now. You know what I'm saying? Who you may not be able to afford.
0: Right.
2: Use the people that are in your circle, that are around right. you, y'all come up together. You know what right. I'm saying, and then and then you both get to the point where you can then reach back and help somebody else. So like you know, going after the the fame and the money and all that stuff, like you know that that sometimes that'll get your feelings hurt in this game. There's a whole bunch more to it than than that than than yeah. money. Yeah.
0: So you came. So you your debut. Mm-hmm. Well, you you debuted with Luda Luda Ludicrous yeah. on Word of Mouth. Yep. And how did that come about? Because that was a big record. Uh yep. that's a that's well, a classic record. Mm-hmm. Um it's a record that a lot of people are still playing today. But how did you how did you come up it's to true. be on that to be on that record with Luda?
2: So um I met Ludacris before he was even on the radio on ninety seven, I think it was 97.5, him and Poondaddy. I knew Chris before he even started doing radio. So this was one of those situations where he was a peer. You know what I mean? I met him on the circuit. I met him in Atlanta doing mm-hmm. Atlanta Live and mm-hmm. you know, that came on public access TV and I met him, you know what I'm saying, in those smaller circles when we were all just trying to get put on. Um and we stayed, you know, we stayed in contact, you know, because the circle is small. The the, the circle yes. has always been small. Yes. So when it came time for him to do his um independent album that he did, because first he did um word of mouth and then it, I think it came he came, he they re-released it when they picked it up and it was back for the first time. But when he did that that first album and needed a singer, he called me. You know what I mean? He, he remembered me, he remembered my vocals, he remembered my talent, you know what I mean? And he called me and was like, come get on this record. And, and that's how that happened. Now that's a relationship, you know what I mean? And and he wasn't, he wasn't ludicrous at that time. He was Chris Lover Lover. That's how he started out. <laughs> he was Chris Lover Lover, you know what I mean? So that was one of them situations where, you know, we met At the ground up, you know, I mean, we had history before he became the big iconic, you know, rap artist that he is. And um, he called on me, and then when he went to do his next project, he called on me for that. Then, you know, from there, you know, he formed Disturbing the Peace, and that's how I met um, Two Chains Tahid. Uh, he was called Titty Boy at the time, but you know, changed his name to Chains. Uh, yep. And we will just all be in the studio writing hooks and writing raps and just so then when it came, you know, when 2 Chainz got his break, he called me to come get on his, you know, on his project. I came and sang on that project because, I mean, we had tons of songs that were unreleased, unheard. And then, you know, when these people got in position, they called the girl, you know, yeah. Yep. relationship, relationship. relationship. Rel- and being that's what I do. That's the other <laughs> part. <laughs>
1: So I have a question.
2: So I have
1: a couple. I have a couple of questions. Actually. Okay. Um. First question though is, can you tell us about your background? Um. Uh. Where Where did you get a love of music and your your musical training? Where Where does your origin story begin?
2: Right. Okay. So, um, I would say, I, it started very very early for me. Um. My My father p- played professional football. Um for the Cleveland browns and um so I was born in Cleveland, Ohio during the football season. me and my two other siblings, my older sister um younger brother I had it's four of us I but, won't tell you know, i won't
1: I won't tell you what my football team is. I just won't say it.
2: you won't say it I won't okay.
1: You don't know
0: that you came into football with this dude right
2: here. Okay. Short, we were in Cleveland, Ohio. They sent for a cousin of ours, a distant cousin of ours, to come up um, and help my mom with with us, Um, Mm kind of like as a nanny. Mm -hmm. And she and her three sisters um, were singers. Um, And not professional singers or anything like that. The talent was just in my family. Mm -hmm. And she, she, they sang all the time. And that's where I think the love, my love for it started. <clears throat> um, they would sing and then they would teach us songs. And about five, six years old, uh, I would sing, you know, they, we, we would go to church and we would sing songs. And my, my love for singing just grew. And then when I was about seven years old, well, when I was exactly seven years old, um, <clears throat> my mom entered me into a pageant and this was my first time um singing you know in front of an audience and this was only at seven years old so this cousin of mine taught me how to sing the greatest love of all Mm -hmm. and i sang that song in this pageant and from there i never stopped singing i just never stopped singing i started recording music when i was 10 years old i started writing music at 10 as well me and my sister two years older than me we would write these little songs and we would sing them and we would beg my mom and show her and get up and make dances and songs I mean we were like training it was like we knew we were going to be entertainers and we would tell my mom like we want to sing you know we want to we want to perform and we would sing our little songs for her and my mom she she took off with it i mean she it, it she didn't need a lot of convincing she just she took off with it and from there my mom Start putting us in talent shows. She went and found a producer. We started going in the studio recording songs. And I mean, I've been doing that since I was ten years old. So I've been in this game a long time. I've been pursuing music, entertainment since I was a girl, and it's what I it's, it's what I've I've always known that I wanted to do. And I've just I've I've stuck to it all of these years. It, it's 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 my passion.
1: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So my my second question, um <clears throat> Marcus Aurelius was a uh ancient Roman emperor. Okay. And he had a servant that would follow him. Mm-hmm. Every time that he got a compliment, the mm-hmm. servant would whisper in his ear, "You're only a man."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So my question mm-hmm. is, who or what keeps mm-hmm. you humble? Wow. Because you're real humble.
0: Yeah. To, to to have the accolades just to be in to, to have the relationships you have it's a great question we curious
2: um so my father i i would say i take that gene directly from my father and i say from my father because um i feel like me and my father are kindred spirits right my father played professional football for the Cleveland Browns for 13 years. He never missed a game. He came out of Decatur, Georgia, um, went to Trinity high school, which is now Decatur high school. He played on a team that was one of the first teams to like segregate, um, uh, high school football where black teams now started playing white teams. They beat the white team go figure um and my dad to this day um he's 73 years old and my dad is in so many sports hall of fame, the georgia sports hall of fame kansas state hall of fame cleveland brown hall of fame first round draft pick just all of these great accolades i mean they call my daddy every year to come accept some kind of award and my daddy's goes to Decatur and passes out chips and cookies. And I mean, like, he's like, it's like, he's like, he never left. You know what I mean? Like I've literally watched a man accomplish every, his heart's desire as a, as a child. So like, like this is in my blood, you know what I'm saying? Like t- to be who I am. Um, the, the, the talent, the gift, like it, it, it's, it's legacy. It's in my blood. And even the, um, the humility, you know, that I've seen him operate with and and not to mention, like I've seen, I've seen people talk about my dad because I didn't get to see him in his heyday because I was only three, maybe four when he finally retired. But, I mean, I've seen people go bananas when they see him and find out that he's my dad and things like that. And my dad has just always been the same guy. Like, literally has lived out his dreams. And just, I mean, and it, and it still and still talks about it to this day. Like, he can't, he can't believe it, it happened. Like, the Cleveland Browns was the team that he always wanted to play for because he loved um, Jim Brown. So it, it, I've, I've watched it. You know, I, I, I learned by example. And not only that, but my, you know, I have a spiritual background. So my dad and my mom instilled in me to be humbled and submitted to the creator, the one who gave me this gift. You know, so I know that it, I had nothing to do with it. I know that I was chosen to carry this thing, and as I grew older, I began to find out that it comes with purpose. You know what I'm saying? That it comes with um, a, a weight not 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 a not to say in a bad way, but it comes with responsibility, um, and. I humbly accept that responsibility, and I'm just thankful that God chose me. I'm thankful that he gave me whatever concoction and mixture of mama and daddy and spirit and grandmama and whoever else to be courageous enough to live out my dreams, y'all. Like, I'm saying, since I was 10 years old, I mean, I've had moments in my life where I had to go, you know, and do what I needed to do to survive you know, and, and, and work and things like that. But as far as a career path, this has always been my career path.
0: So you were on tour um, with NDRE,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Anthony David, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and um, Sleepy Brown. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the tour life. You know, yeah. tour.
3: Yeah.
0: Let's talk about that, you know, because so many artists, they always dream of tours. and. The, the videos make it look glamorous, but it's different when you're on that tour as a groupie, right? That's one mm-hmm. view. That's one view. <laughs> that's <part of> <laughs> and then, then if you 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 on that tour as a worker, like a stagehand, yeah, or back backline okay. setting up uh-huh. instruments.
3: Uh-huh. That's
0: one view, yeah. right? Yeah. Or if you're on that tour, being an assistant
3: mm-hmm.
0: to an artist that's on that view, that's one view. Right. Or being a performer hmm let's talk about that view what it's like on tour okay you know and what is not what right. people think it is dispel right. the myths right you know
2: okay so how about when you on tour and you all that at the same time like people don't <laughs> you can be on tour and be the stage head, tech change clothes jumping on stage doing the show <laughs> you you're your own makeup artist. You're doing your own hair. You're your own wardrobe stylist. You're driving yourself to the gig, and then and, and you get getting on stage doing an hour, hour, 30 minutes. Then you get in the car, and you driving home. Like, it ain't all tour buses, and you know what I'm saying, and jet planes, and I'm like... Not, like, even, even when Ludacris... Um... You know was out and touring and things like that you know i got a chance to go out on the road with with them for a minute and this you know it's tour buses and them them buses ain't comfortable them buses buses get funky Tour life, oh, man. The, the thing that keeps you going is that you're doing what you love to do, though. Once you hit that right. stage like as a right. performer, right. once you hit that stage, it's all worth it. You know what I'm saying? Once right. you see the crowd and see the people and they vibing and they feeling and they loving it and they appreciating, you know what I'm saying, whatever you are giving off, you, you know, it's worth it, even for the techs and for all the stage crew and the people that make it possible. We couldn't do what we do without those people. You know what I'm saying? So there's a respect for every pen that goes into what it takes to pull off these tours. From the management to the musicians, to the background dancers, to the lighting design, to the engineering. I mean, if my mic ain't right, my settings ain't right, then I don't sound like I need to sound. So it's I mean, it's just it's just much 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 respect. Um it gets lonely on the road. I went to Ethiopia and I did three months in Ethiopia, three months in Ethiopia. And my daughter was, I have a daughter. Um, she's 15 now. Her name is Lyric. And when I went to Ethiopia, she was, I want to say, let me see, 2012. So she was seven years old. Um, and I was away from her for three months and i am like i'm i'm that mom that though i'm an entertainer it's important to me that i raise my child you know what i'm saying like you know you have different situations where you know entertainers have nannies and they're just used to you know having someone there that's you know hands-on with the child maybe a little bit more than they are or or that they're capable of being but it's always been like I'm go- I want to raise my daughter. I want to be present in her life. So <clears throat> I got the opportunity to go to Ethiopia and spend three months there, opportunity of a lifetime. Um, and I went and there were nights <clears throat> and, and my mom was actually able to, I was able to fly my mom over to visit me for like two weeks. But during that three month period, there were nights where I cried on my knees. Because being away from my child, oh, my God. Like, even when I think of it now I think back to that time, it just it was it was tough. It was I mean, it was it was tough. So, you know, you make a lot of sacrifice. There's a lot of sacrificing, you know, that goes into the tour life, you know, but but it's necessary mm-hmm. because it's how you thrive. It's how you eat. It's how you feed your family. It's how you you know, get to connect with your fans and things like that. So it's necessary. But the tour life, it's up. It's rigorous. I, I, you know, I. It's been times where I was so glad not to see a plane, or not to have to get on and get off a plane and check in, and oh, it, it's it's rigorous. It's rigorous. You got to be a- built for that.
0: What about the practicing beforehand? Because a lot of artists don't like to the practice. They don't like to make ready. They don't like the pre- they don't like the preparation. Mm. They, they like the limelight. Mm-hmm. They like they like the recording in the studio. And I always say that when you get into the when you get into the studio to record, yeah. it's because you practiced this song a thousand times before you got ready to get in the, the studio, or at least you know your song. But yeah. talk about how important it is to prepare and to practice. As an artist, so that you can get ready for the stage.
2: Yeah, preparation is everything, and and you know even as a a coach because I do vocal coaching and performance coaching and things like that as well. For you know career coaching, but I tell my students all the time because this is what I learned that you have to practice like you're gonna play. Don't think that these moves just gonna jump in your body and you're gonna go full out when you hit the stage. You have to train your body. You know, you have to train your limbs. You have to train, you know, your your endurance um, for performance because it's a different thing performing in the studio and then performing live on stage. Like, it's two totally different worlds. So preparation is always key because if you don't prepare, you're going to disappoint yourself. You're going to get on stage and feel like you could have done it better than that had you Practice, you know, because practice makes perfect, and that that's just key. Um, the more you do it, the better you get, the more freer you become, the more creative you become. It's just so many things that come out of practicing whatever your talent or whatever your craft is. But I say all the time, you gotta practice how you gonna play. Um, so when it comes to um singing in the studio, like recording in the studio, um, <clears throat> There are certain techniques that, that, that are required vocally in the studio that's totally different from when you get on stage and sing live. Um, but you don't know those techniques and things like that unless you have hopefully someone in your life or, you know, a, a coach of some sort or some type of teaching or training. I mean, you could you can learn by error, trial and error. But a part of preparation, too, is having the right people, you know, to prepare you you know, because everything doesn't come natural. You know, for me, I I started in the studio when I was 10 years old and I had, you know, the right producers and singers and vocalists around me that helped to train my voice and teach me and show me how to do what it is that I do. Um, but that that's always going to put you ahead of the game if you have the right person or people in your life to to, to push you, you know what I mean? To, to show you how to do it. So that you don't have to make those mistakes. You can save time. You know what I mean? Um, and be proud what, of whatever your finished product is.
0: What are, what are some hard life lessons that you can share? Give me three. You know, from the time that you started mm-hmm. until now, give me your three toughest life lessons that you had to learn. That was It was very hard for you to learn, but it, okay. you, you had to learn it to help you Become who you are right now. What is uh, it was this music business, whether it's performance-wise? What are three hard, hard you know obstacles that you had to overcome uh, in, in 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 your journey in music?
2: Um, th- I mean, the first uh, one is just constant rejection. Mm. As yeah. much success as I've had, you wouldn't imagine the amount of rejection or obstacles that i've had to overcome to get to this to this level of success or to get to those moments of success um and for me like when i say rejection meaning like you can be the greatest singer or the greatest talent and you can have a lot of people around you that think the same thing but when it comes to getting in the room with the people who make the decisions if they can't see it or they don't get it and sometimes if they don't get it immediately they're not spending no time with you they on to the next thing and that next thing might not you may feel it might not be as t- as talented or you know or, or whatever the case may be or, vo- or vocally skilled or trained as you or whatever the case but you have to understand that I might not be what they're looking for. And I got to be okay with that in that moment because I I, am, and believe that I am what somebody else is looking for. You know what I mean? That the no right here is just putting me in position for my yes, for the yes that belongs to me. So tough skin, you know what I'm saying? Having tough skin and understanding that, um, you know, this business is not for the faint of heart. You know, it's not for the faint of heart. You gotta be able to endure, you know, the challenges and the obstacles, rejection. Um, Another hard lesson that I've learned is that one of, of sacrifice. There have been moments where I had to miss so many important things with my family. You know what I mean? Like family occasions and different things like that, that I really wanted to be at and be a part of, but I couldn't do it because of the path that I chose. Um, And that's a hard lesson. You know, it's, it, it, it gets, it gets lonely at times and sometimes you start to, you know, kind of feel guilty. You know, you deal with guilt. Sometimes you deal with feeling, outcast or ostracized but it's not necessarily that it's just all that mental stuff that's going on in your head because you can't be there you know and then you start to second guess your motives and your intentions so it can it can become very tricky you know what I mean it's a mental thing that you you kind of have to um, prepare yourself for and just gather an understanding that you know some of the greats Walked a lonely roads, you know what I'm saying? Well, that you well, know some of these roads, you know to the certain levels of success and when you want to be able to touch the world and you want to be able to do great, great things, there comes a lot of sacrifice. you know what I mean a lot of a lot of sacrifice and even sacrifices that you have to personal sacrifices, you know, telling yourself no, you know what I mean. <laughs> It's one thing to be able to tell somebody else no, but then it's another thing when you got to tell yourself no. Like no, you can't do this. No, you can't go there. You can't have this. You can't be with that person, or you can't do it's. You know, it's it's tough. Um,
1: Danny, who's gonna say so? No, I was just affirming what she was saying because um, I agree with what she was saying one hundred percent. Yeah.
2: Um, And then you said a third, a third, one, a third.
1: Um, I know, I know, I I know.
2: Help, help me.
1: Never Go tell, a, never tell a Pittsburgh Steelers fan that your dad oh. played for the Browns. <laughs>
0: Okay, i, I, point, I point, wish I you point, never should have never should have told point. you that your daddy played with the All right. I'm done. You, I'm you, done. Then, Danny Danny just Danny is a football fanatic.
3: Yeah.
0: And he you know, he's a he's a Pittsburgh stiller. Okay. You know, and right now they are not losing. You right. know, they they gonna, they gonna lose eventually.
1: that to me. See, see, <laughs> see. You see have y'all in put- she, he should have asked you how you deal with haters. In,
0: in, anyway, I'm done. In, in a, so so we, we 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 get ready to go to our new segment. All right, okay. we we'll just will be
1: All right, everybody for the week of November six, here's some articles that we are looking at talking about today. I got a two for two for okay. uh, the first thing is live nation has reported that they have lost $7 billion Ooh. from, from, from the effects of COVID and that they are going to have to cut costs by 900 million. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we talked earlier this year about how they were holding uh, promoters more accountable due to COVID and putting the the responsibility and the financial burden on them. Mm -hmm. And it seems that it's getting worse. My question question to both of you though (laughs) is, is Live Nation one of those companies that's too big to fail and that you can see somebody, maybe the federal government coming in to bail out
0: hmm i i don't know about
1: the federal government man but i
0: know that if yeah. if as as an artist if you go through the not live mission route you ain't gonna make no money
2: yeah no you're not they,
0: they're gonna they're gonna take most of the pie you know and then in and and, and and then if you do make a little money then you gonna hold all the liability I don't know. it's just it, to me. just from the outside looking in. It just seems like it's not going to be a good deal for an artist. You know, you almost got to have to guarantee your draw. You mm-hmm. know, and if you don't, if you don't guarantee that draw, they're going to still get paid, and you're just not going to get paid.
2: Yeah.
1: You, it's
0: almost like the artist can be paying to perform in Live Nation. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, here's the flip side of that. Um. Mark Geiger, who is the former head of Wil- the William Morris Agency's uh, music department, he's launching a $75 million partnership to bail out independent concert venues. And so mm. they're going to use this fund to help a lot of the independent venues that have been struggling. But here's the caveat. Okay.
2: Mm.
1: He gets 51% ownership in all of the venues that sign in to this fund. Get what? Fifty-one percent controlling interest. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: What?
1: So that. <laughs> so I'm gonna put that on out there. <laughs> that and and I'm gonna put it out there once once Rico composes himself. <laughs> That's what awesome. does yeah. that? What does that look like? If you're an independent venue, if you have an independent venue, and you know you have a choice between going out of business or signing fifty-one percent ownership of your company over to of your of, of your is that is the control and share, and that's exactly what, what? exactly.
2: That's,
1: so, I can't even, I, can't, I don't even, <laughs> I'm just saying,
2: man. I don't have no words for that. I,
1: but, what? But, see, the, so, see, the one thing about us, we read the fine print. Rico right. and I both, when, when you know, I, when I, we, yeah. we read contracts and agreements, you know, you go back and look at previous episodes, we go to the fine print, we go to the agreements that people skip over. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, do you realize what you're about to do? And we break down the words that they can't even understand. They're right. Really asking for 51% of 50, 51% controlling interest. And guess and what? Why would you
2: and, do
1: that? And guess what? When you hard up for money,
0: you're gonna sign that agreement. That's you're so gonna, sad. Get, and that's and that is the i I'm, I'm I want the next article because that's gonna that's that's a segue to the Spotify junk, bro. Like I'll wait for you
1: we'll we wait a whole week talking about that. Now. I don't know if look, 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 yeah, we, <clears throat> we, we joke a lot on this show. We have a lot of laughs and, and we enjoy ourselves. Mm-hmm. But when I ran across this article, it infuriated me. Yeah, um, hey, it that's inf- all I can what? Like what that's it infuri- it infuriated me from my business background, from my music background, for all of my people that are in independent music. And for all of you out there who don't know what I'm talking about, Spotify has a new tool that artists can use to boost your streams. It's basically, it's called the personalization tool that is similar to the algorithm that Pandora uses, where they take certain recommendations like the tempo of your song, the time of day, uh, the, the song length, the the genres that people listen to, they take all of these things and they turn it into more of a personalized recommendation that exposes Mm -hmm. your music to a wider Spotify audience. Mm -hmm. But here's the catch. If you use the tool, you are agreeing to be paid at a lower royalty rate. Now let's talk about Spotify's royalty rate for just a second. The royalty rate is already somewhere between 0.007 cents and point zero 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 four cents.
2: What's lower than that, right?
1: That's that's seven hundredths of a cent. Seven <laughs> that means that means, boys and girls, you got to get played you got to be streamed a hundred times to make a penny. So let's talk about. As you, uh, Ms. Scott, as a as an independent artist, uh-huh. both on, on the major side and the indie side, uh-huh. what do you think? I know how I feel about it. What do you think about this Spotify deal?
2: I think that... I, I don't want I I to cuss on here. I don't want to cuss on here. <laughs> I think it's disgusting. I think that kind of stuff is disgusting. That's what I think about that. I think it's I I,
1: I I feel I like feel it. I feel everything that you're saying. Trust me, everything. I, you know what I'm saying?
2: Like it just makes me want to blast off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, oh man! I just, I, I just, I
1: can't. Mm. It, it is literally like <coughs> kicking someone. Yeah. Who, who's down?
2: Yeah, face and, and, that's
1: and, and, and like stumping
2: them in the dirt.
1: Right, and and like, stumping them, stumping them in the face
0: when they are already bleeding. Yeah, exactly. just
1: because you already know that live music is probably right. not going really, really to be really, really back in play. Yeah, you're looking at maybe late 21, so maybe early 20s. If, 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 right. if that. Right. Right. Before okay. concerts come back. And so for independent artists, your go-to in, your revenue streams are streaming mm-hmm. and merchandising. Yeah. Really. But you know the problem that I see with that is, you know who who allows that?
0: You know who really allow that? The artist, the Mm artist. Because the thing is, is I see it, I see it in conversation on social media every day. Mm
3: -hmm. You
0: know, you artists, artists get so desperate Mm -hmm. because they want to be heard so bad. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. You know, and you have to be taught how to be an independent artist, like. That's not something that you're gonna learn mm-hmm. how to do on your own. You can learn, but you're gonna take a lot of hits and a lot of shots, trial and error. Mm-hmm. But when you're an independent mm-hmm. artist, you have to be very strategic, man, in how you how you how you maneuver.
2: Yeah,
0: you gotta always be in a business frame frame of mind. You do. You cannot be in love with the music. It's too many artists. Artists yeah. are poor. Yeah, producers are poor. Because they are in love with the music, yeah. Right, yeah. They get giddy when it's time to record. Like you should have your life in order, so that when you when you start doing your music, you got. I don't care, man. If you got to sell computers at night, you got man got to sell cars during the yeah. daytime. Yeah. Right. You need to have your own sources of money to fund your own career so that you can keep a lot of the pie, because what happens is when these stupid little deals coming on like Spotify, yeah, like it, it makes me mad because you already, Spotify is, oh, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying it on public, you know, um, and we in 39 countries, I'm going to say it, don't matter. You're already robbing the artist, period, because mm-hmm. you're not paying them right. a fair royalty rate to begin with. Right. And the usual a stupid little discovery tool, right, you're going to rob them even more it's just that
2: right?
0: you know what and you, and you
1: know what's crazy about that, Rico? They know that they're robbing artists and they don't care. Yeah, artist, does, the artists because don't know
0: that they are being robbed because a lot of artists don't even know what the streamer rate right is.
1: Right. And so so you know what the old saying, all of us got a church background. What's the old saying? The devil can't come in unless you let him in. Mm-hmm. Correct. The, the artists are letting Spotify in their royalty on their royalty sheets and they you know, hey, please put my music on Spotify, and please pay me seven yeah. hundredth of a cent yeah. every time somebody listens to it. Yeah. And please don't tell me what the actual royalty rate is. I don't care. I'm not paying. Yeah. Attention.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. We, we we have to be, um, you know, as artists. You know, it goes back to that. You know, that standard and being hungry and thirsty. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and, and maintaining. You know your standards, your boundary boundaries, you know what I'm saying, your limits. Um because it's it's just it's getting ugly. You know what I'm saying? It it's it's just get it's like you get you get from under the um big corporations and the big record companies and record deals and now you become an independent artist thinking, you know what I'm saying, now I'm gonna I'm getting ready to be able to keep more of my money. You know what I mean? And here they go find another way to just, you know, it's just it's Oh man, it's, it's it's it can be discouraging. It it can be discouraging, but you know it, we got to think smart. We have to be business minded. You know, like you said, and if we aren't ourselves as artists, we have to have the proper representation. You gotta
1: have representation. I agree one hundred percent. Yep.
0: So so now we get ready to go to our last little segment. It's called Ten. You know, it's a little game that we play. You know, okay. I'm going to ask you a question. Is either or. Right. OK. okay. And uh, you have to you can't think about it. You have to say what comes to your mind. OK. Right? okay. All right. And uh, so we're going to start. All right. Black or Bryson Tiller. Black. Six lakh or black or Bryson Tillman? You know, you can say black or six lakh or Bryson Tillman.
2: Black? What is black? Who is black? Is that? Is that?
0: That's, that's, that's the R&B singer. girl. what's wrong with you?
2: Good. I, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in a. I got my head buried in the um dirt.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm
2: working on my own. <laughs>
1: I'm tired of seeing Herbert and Lenny. All right, we're
0: gonna gonna start this again. Andrew Stone or Jill Scott? Thank
2: you. Take me here. Come on. Jill Scott.
0: Okay. All right. Tony, 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 or mint condition?
2: Mint condition.
0: All right. Dope bars or catchy chords? Catchy chords. No Limit Soldiers or Cash Money?
2: (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs)
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> you, you no nice limit, no limit, no limit. No no that business side kicked in. She's like, "Do I need to answer?" That? <laughs>
0: All right. So, you like dope muscle cars or luxury car? Dope muscle cars. I'm mean, I'm from the A. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Madden 21 or NBA 2K? 21. Mad
2: 21.
0: What? What you know about Madden? <laughs> 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 come on now, like. I'm, put your I'm born
1: put in your put, put your put your gamer tag up and see what happens. <coughs> I'm born in bred football. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, I, I forgot, you know, Dad paid for the Cleveland Browns. That's what I, I forgot. All right. All right. <laughs> Gerald
0: Levert <laughs> or Johnny Gill?
2: Um, Johnny Gill.
0: Okay. Mint condition or Try and Call Quest?
2: Mint condition Stokely? What?
0: <laughs> All the women, man, love Stokely, man. Like, yeah, what, like... Jay-Z or Nas?
2: <clears throat> Nas.
0: Okay. For a second, I thought you were gonna say who is Jay-Z and who is Nas? Oh, yeah. No. Shut up. <laughs> All right, I, I mean,
1: man, we, we yeah, I'm glad you came through, man. With five colors, man. Some, somehow, somehow, some way, I'm gonna find a way to delete them people off your computer. <laughs> Hey dude.
0: Lady. <laughs> Listen. Hey. It's, so we had a we had a comment, man. So uh Malcolm Malcolm joint Malone, he said, wow, them second source folks are genuine crooks. <clears throat> I mean yeah. I, I look at it like this, man. You know, whenever you have whenever you got money, and that's what a lot of people do. They got a lot of people got a whole bunch of money that go around and export the people who don't have money. Yeah, man, and, and and pray on your misery, pray <laughs> on your desire, pray on your mishap. Yeah, that's why it's very important, man. You know that you have to learn how not to ever do business on an empty stomach. Yeah, if you don't ever get anything else that we're saying to you off the show tonight, yeah. you you got as an independent artist, because this show is for an independent artists. I mean, we got major people that come on as as why we got Shamir, but. The thing is, when you are an independent artist, you have to put yourself in a position mm-hmm. to where you're not ever forced to do business on the empty stomach. Because when you do business on the empty stomach, yeah. you're never gonna win. It's gonna be very hard for you to walk away mm-hmm. because you need that money. You're looking at a light bill, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at a child support payment, or you're like, man, if I don't pay the child support, I gotta go <clears throat> go to jail for three months, mm-hmm. you know? Or you know, or I need to pay this house payment. I'm already three months behind. If I don't get this fourth from them, I'm going to foreclosure. So that's why, as an independent artist, you know some people are not blessed enough or not having have an opportunity to make money when they start doing their craft. So you may have to work a regular job, You may have to work yeah. two. Yeah. Don't look at those second job, those those other jobs like Burger King, not McDonald's. Not at all. It's
2: it's,
0: it's not a it's not a, it's not an end all. It's not the end of the world.
3: Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: You may have to do that to get you over the hump so that you can be in a better position so you're not doing business. at yeah. the it's, it's called
2: mm. investing in yourself. You know what I'm saying? How can you expect others to invest their dollars into you when you can't invest your own? You know what I'm saying? So you take some of the money that you're making and you take some of that and you invest it into your craft. For me, what I can say is that I... Um, when I put out my first independent CD release back in 2008, and it's been a long time, um, I established my entertainment company. So I'm the CEO of Southern Chocolate Inc. Entertainment. So I, I start putting myself in position a long time ago, not to just be in business, but to become a business. So for me, you know, I put myself in position so that I have a company that pays me, as well as and being an independent contractor during this time of pandemic, my company has been able to access, you know, the things that have been available as far as loans and things like that, that have been able to sustain me during this time. Diversifying myself as an entertainer is something else that has allowed me to sustain all of these years. I started out my career as an R&B recording artist but here I am today, I'm an international entertainer, meaning like I'm an actress, I'm a singer, I'm a songwriter, I've done music, um, uh, uh, soundtracks, I've done television, I've done on-camera acting, I've done musical theater, Um, I've produced, I have, um, I've taught, I've, I've just gotten in this industry, you know what I'm saying, and made it my oyster, you know what I mean? I put my hand in this pot, that pot, this pot, that pot, so I have multiple streams of income coming within the entertainment industry so you got to be smart you got to think like a business man or woman in this industry not just an artist you gotta you gotta find that money you gotta find that money you gotta find how to make that money and you gotta find how to support your craft your craft has got to be supported financially and first by you because it takes money to make money
0: amen and the last question I want to ask you before we get out of here, what are the chances are if you don't, if you don't invest in yourself, mm-hmm. but somebody else do all the investing and they, and they, they own everything.
2: Yeah, that's it. That's how that works. <laughs> that's how that <they> works. <laughs> Whoever's spending the money, making the money, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You might get a little, 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 little coin here and there, but you're going to still be in their pocket. You know, you got to find a way to get out of these people's pocket. That's um, it. So yeah, right. yeah.
1: So any last words, d Ring. Yeah. So so Miss Scott, what's next for you? Are we gonna so, hear any more music, some 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 yes. more acting? Yes. What what's next?
0: So this
2: pandemic has brought me back to my first love because I've spent like the last 10 years just out here on the entertainment circuit, live entertaining, doing shows, just shows, just on stage, performing, traveling, things like that. Um and it kind of, I don't want to say it took me away, but I've just been so busy that I hadn't been able to get in the studio, write and record and create like I wanted to. But this pandemic set all of us down. It leveled all of us, you know what I'm saying? It leveled the playing field for, for all of us. And it really just got me back to my first love, my passion. Um, And now I'm in the studio and I'm working on an EP that should be releasing at the top of 2021. Um, and that's what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited to be back in this space, you know, making music. What is, what is how I started? Right. Um, so you can, you know, um, you can stay in contact with me at Shamir world, which is, um, my social media handle on all social media. So that's C H I M E R E is right here. Shamir world, um, on Instagram, Facebook, um, Everywhere. And then my entertainment company is SouthernChocolateENT.com. And I'm in the place right now where not only am I producing my own music, but I'm opening up my doors and my company to be able to put others in the position to live their dreams and their passions. So if you go to Southern Chocolate ENT, you can fill out our contact form. And um, you'll see on the website all of the services that I provide, that we provide, our company provides. And, you know, I want to connect with some new people. I want to connect with some new artists, some new entertainers. You know, I want to give back. Like, I've been so fortunate all of these years that I want to help somebody to accomplish, you know, some of their aspirations as well. So that's what I got going on. Amen.
0: All
1: right. Hopefully hopefully you can come back to in the I box would love and, to and, and we could talk about your, your EP when it's done and it's out.
2: Absolutely. I look for this I have enjoyed this guys. Y'all might have to see me like every other every other, every other,
0: three, every well, other we have to,
2: Yeah, we have to talk.
0: We have to talk <laughs> every, 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 every quarter.
2: Yeah, every quarter cuz I feel
0: yeah, at home, great, you know? What I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right at home, man. I tell you know. you. Squad go. am really
2: at home with you
0: all. Squad goals. You. That's 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 what it is, man. This has
2: been so cool. So cool.
0: Well, and I love what y'all
2: are doing cuz people need it. They need the education, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially our young, you know, aspiring artists like everybody just want to get in here and make money, but they need this 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 education.
0: You know. Like the, the the big thing, man, was how you set it off. Set the show off, man, was about cultivating relationships. Like, yeah, we have a problem. We have a hard time problem trying to be a relationship. Like, yeah. we don't know how to be a relationship. No, you know? and yeah. people really struggle with
1: that. And and yeah. the music business is a is business of relationships. Oh you know? yes,
3: it is. oh and, yes. And
1: and now that it, it's, and now that the business is digital, mm-hmm. it's even doubly about relationships.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep.
1: You just don't want to be around
0: somebody, man, that don't mean you well. You don't want to waste your time, you know?
2: True.
0: And it's a business, mm-hmm.
2: man. It's a business. <laughs> That's what it is, <laughs> yep.
0: you know? But anyway, man, don't go nowhere, Shamir. Um, okay. We want to thank you guys for tuning in the in the box, man, and share the show out if you can. We are on uh, Amazon Fire Stick and Roku. Uh, you can check us out there as well. The show is going to be on demand there as well. I mean, God bless and good night.